0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. One of the leading candidates for the mayor of Seattle doesn't pay rent and allegedly owes over twenty thousand dollars in back rent. All right, Jason Rants came up with this story, KTTH. I'm going to read that article, but I'm also because we're reasonable here at the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the capitol hill seattle blog we're going to take a look at another side to this story and that is this capitol hill candidate for seattle mayor can't make rent and that's okay that's what we're doing here in the seattle real estate podcast because we're reasonable look at both sides Ah, which way do you want to go on this one hmm, okay before we get into it if you're new here my name is sean reynolds i own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news, current events that you might not get elsewhere. All right, let's jump into it. Let's jump back to Jason Rantz. Let's see what Jason has to say. Okay, the Seattle mayoral candidate who has raised the most funding from democracy vouchers, far more than his establishment opponents, owes over $20,000 in back rent, according to the company that manages the apartment building where he resides. With nearly $412,000 raised, Housing advocate Andrew Grant Houston surprised opponents and the media with his fundraising prowess. Almost 85% of his fundraising comes from Seattle's Democracy Voucher program. That is far more than any other candidate, including frontrunners Bruce Harrell and Lorena Gonzalez. But as Houston raised money for what many still believe to be a long-shot candidacy for mayor, even paying for campaign workers to collect vouchers, he's been skipping out on his rent. In fact, he stopped paying rent while employed with the Seattle City Council. Mm. Houston stopped paying rent on his $1,695 a month Capitol Hill apartment near the start of the pandemic. At the time, however, he was employed as an interim policy manager for Seattle City Council member Teresa Mosqueda. So he had a job not paying rent. Is he taking advantage of the system? According to an April email to Houston from the property management company, the mayoral candidate was asked about the amount due at the time. I understand you are running for mayor and on Teresa Mosqueda's staff, says the email shared with the Jason Rant Show on KTTH. Our office recently received an inquiry from the press about the status of your rent balance. Before responding to them, we'd like to understand if you have any plans to get current on your outstanding balance of $14,000. Do you intend to honor the contract that you signed? Or are you just going to kind of keep going down this road? That's what they're saying, right? Property management company says he initially offered some small payments, but his debt has since ballooned to $20,828. Under the state's eviction moratorium, landlords may not evict tenants during the pandemic. The order expires in August. So we've got this whole huge debacle where we basically said, oh, eviction moratorium, cover the tenants, make sure the tenants don't become unhoused out with all the homeless folks. But a lot of people have been taking advantage of that. They do have jobs. They're just not paying rent. And now what we've got is with the national eviction moratorium ending at the end of July, federal government has dumped billions of dollars into state coffers. And that money is having a tough time getting to the tenants and the landlords to pay this back rent. Everybody knows it's coming, but we don't really have a mechanism to get the money into the hands of the people. The landlords who are owed it under this whole little debacle, because the landlords have still been having to pay their mortgages, their taxes, their insurance, their maintenance, all this your their utilities all this good stuff tenants you guys are okay landlords not so much such a one-sided deal right so the campaign's communications director Dylan Austin acknowledged that Houston nicknamed Ace Ace owes back rent he would not confirm the amount yep he owes don't really want to tell you. Ace is one of the estimated 200,000 Washingtonians behind on their rents. It totals over $1 billion, Austin told the Jason Rant show on KTTH via email. Ace is the only candidate in this race who doesn't own a home and who has a stark contrast in personal wealth as compared to every other leading candidate, some in the millions. All right. So I know what you're thinking. Does that mean he's a good candidate for the job, for the position? Should we vote him in? Doesn't own a home, way behind on his rent, doesn't have any net worth. Okay, I I can see in Seattle, that's a positive, right? For the rest of us, we're like, okay, the other stuff aside, you signed a contract, figure out how to pay that rent. That's how this works, right? Austin said Houston's architecture practice suffered due to the pandemic. Lots of businesses did. Lots of people struggled. They figured it out. They're paying their mortgages. They're paying their rent. Some aren't. This guy's in there with one of them, with, with some of them. With the irony that he has also had to renew his architecture license and other business expenses while not getting that work. Okay, when you are self-employed, those are some of the things you run across. Those are some of the struggles you're going to have in life, pandemic or not. You're supposed to have six months worth of reserves, right? Where's that? That's what's called being a responsibly, a responsible fiscal person. Have some reserves on hand so you can get you by six months. So maybe he did, don't really know. All we know is that he's not paying rent and owes over 20 grand. And so when you're self-employed, nobody cares if you have to renew your license, to do said business, that's just part of life. Okay, enough of the dad talk. Ace has the same lived experience of many Seattleites who struggled before and struggle now in a pandemic to keep up with soaring rent prices and affordability issues in our city. Okay, but he signed a contract that he said he was going to pay, period, right? Pandemic, don't really care about that. Did you sign a contract? All right, then you got to do it. That's kind of the deal here, right? Houston's rent is in line with the average in Seattle, according to Apartment List. Ace is directly affected by the policies of our city government influences, and will bring that perspective into the mayor's office. He concluded. Okay, I think a lot of us here on the podcast are going. Mm, I don't know if we'd want that gentleman in at that position. Situation we're talking about here, it does, it doesn't look good. But there's there's something in the second article I'm going to read that I think might really cinch what you're thinking. While some Seattleites have struggled to pay rent, they don't normally run for mayor. Hmm, that's true. That is true. Good point, Jason. While Houston is using this issue to show the struggles of living in Seattle, it poses significant political problems. It could come off as an opportunistic spin. Why didn't Houston make this lived experience an issue of his campaign? Why didn't he just disclose this up front? Well, because it doesn't look good. Because there's a lot of people that are it's gonna look kind of sideways too. Hey, you signed a contract, you didn't honor it. Is that the kind of person we want as a politician in the city of Seattle? Unfortunately, the answer is probably yes. Yes, we do. We want his lived experience. If this separated him from the crowded field of wealthy and out-of-touch candidates, it wouldn't come out as voters receive ballots. So we yeah we've got this we've got this whole thing going on where if this is a positive like we're going to hear in the next article, why didn't he just disclose it? Hey, been behind on rent. I owe a, I owe a crap ton. Yeah, I'm not really planning on paying it. Don't really have a plan here. But man, I am a fundraising machine. All right, so while voters sometimes say they want candidates just like them, they seldom follow through with a vote. Do they want to support a candidate who can't pay their rent? Perhaps the pandemic changed the dynamic here. But it doesn't seem like a top characteristic that the voter looks for in a candidate. I'm going to say that is probably true. And what about the optics of raising so much money, paying canvassers to call to collect democracy vouchers? When you're in so much debt, all right, there's the personal responsibility piece that I'm looking at going, even if this guy was paying some rent, I'd, I'd feel much better. He's paying partial rent. Okay. He's making an effort. He has made no effort. So per per the news stories, should Houston's focus beyond running for mayor a long shot, according to the latest polling, instead of finding a job to pay off his debt, like an adult, right? Am I right? Yeah, that's what adults would do. Okay, my self-employment income isn't there. I got to go get a job. I got to go pay some bills. I am not going to basically have taxpayers' money fund my whole deal. Politics aside, if you are a property management team waiting on a considerable amount of rent that's past due, they too have bills to pay. Just went through that. If Houston were to become mayor, Would he treat all small businesses this way? Huh, that's a really good point. Do we want a mayor in there that's just basically going to say, yeah, I owe you a bunch of money. I'm just not going to pay because the system will allow me. Isn't that kind of called gaming the system? It appears that way. All right, but let's not be judgmental. Let's Let's go to the next article here. Capitol Hill, Seattle blog, community news for all the Hill. This Capitol Hill candidate for Seattle mayor can't make rent, and that's okay. Seattle conservative radio shows hosts attempt to take on mayoral candidate and Capitol Hill apartment resident Andrew Grant Houston over unpaid rent has backfired. Really? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Pundit Jason Rantz targeted the divest Seattle Police Department candidate with an article based on email from Houston's landlord detailing more than 20 grand in back rent at the unnamed Capitol Hill building Houston calls home. The gist: Houston's campaign has raised more than 400 grand for his long shot bid for the mayor's office, largely from the success of the democracy vouchers, but he still is paid to fail to pay rent. The unpaid rent is just as likely to garner support for Houston as it is scorn. Let me read that again. Here's in Seattle. This is the mindset we are working with. The unpaid rent is just as likely to garner support for Houston as it is scorn. Hmm. All right. We need some more people, more candidates who haven't paid rent, who don't honor contracts. We need people that don't follow through with anything. That what we're shooting for. I I hope not for Seattle's sake. I hope not. But that's kind of literally the spin we're giving it. Turns out Houston is a lot like thousands of other renters in Seattle who have struggled to make ends meet. Yes, however, they are not running for mayor. That's the bottom line here. They're not out doing something else that doesn't necessarily provide them the income to pay rent or said back rent, right? Seattle's moratorium on evictions put in place to protect tenants during the COVID-19 crisis is set to continue through at least September Officials believe somewhere around 200,000 households are behind on rent across the state, with more than a third of those in King County. Programs, including the county's eviction prevention and rental assistance program, are hoped to be able to help with $145 million in federal aids destined to help cover some of that rent with landlords large and small. So that's the federal money that we're hoping to get into these programs to get this back rent squared away. And I've heard that city of Seattle... They're offering landlords 70% of what they're owed. 70%. So, we'll literally, here's how that goes. Will you accept 70 cents on the dollar? Will you accept that? I mean, we know you've got a buck coming, but will you take 70 cents instead? New laws have also been put in place to help protect tenants once the eviction restrictions are lifted, including ordinances requiring payment plan options for late rent during or within six months after the city's COVID-19 state of emergency ends, a financial hardship defense for eviction court proceedings, and a ban on eviction during winter months. Also, if you work for a school or if you have kids that are in school, can't get evicted during the school year, just a boatload of this stuff. Capitol Hill... CHS reported on the candidates entering the mayoral race here earlier this year and talked with the queer Latinx and black architect and staffer from city council member Teresa Mosqueda's office about working on the Pike Pine Urban Neighborhood Council and on the board of FutureWise, a local nonprofit focused on land use policy. In our question and answer this week with the leading mayoral candidates, Houston said lifting the apartment bans citywide and creating a developer displacement mitigation fee are campaign priorities. Okay, the candidates apartment unit is one of hundreds around Capitol Hill managed by Redside Partners, a hill based real estate company, Craig Swanson of Redside said he could not confirm who communicated with rants about the situation, but said details in the report about this rent situation were true. We're trying to get folks who owe a rent to pay rent, Swanson said, it certainly is frustrating. There are people who are trying to game the system. Andrew Grant Houston would be one of them. Hmm, that doesn't sound good. There are people who are trying to game the system. Andrew Grant Houston would be one of them. Okay. Mm. So we know that he's behind on rent. We know he is gaining the system according to this article. Houston's campaign manager, meanwhile, says the candidate has no income outside of the pandemic unemployment assistance between April and December of last year. The only extra money he had was from community donations to support the social media reporting he did on the protests and council meetings, the campaign statement reads. Meanwhile, a key element skipped over in the attempt to out Houston status as a tenant might also be part of the genius for more programs like democracy vouchers and the goal of opening up the political playing field to a greater diversity of candidates. While the vouchers can help power a campaign and pay for things like utility poll flyers and 30-second commercials... They can't yet be used, more emphasis on the word yet, be used to pay for things like living expenses and rent. But efforts to level the playing field might need to be expanded if Seattle truly wants to include candidates who can't afford to quit their day job to run for office. Maybe the use of democracy vouchers should be expanded. If so, future candidates like Andrew Grant Houston. We'll have Jason Rance to thank. Hmm. I don't know. The whole democracy vouchers, mm, pay for pay for your rent, your living expenses. That's not really how this works, right? You've got basic personal expenses that are yours and yours alone. You sign contracts. Are we going to make car payments for people too? Don't really know, but that's where this is headed. Rent, car payments, utility payments. How about some clothes? What about vacations? Everybody gets worked out and stressed out, especially in a pandemic, right? need a vacation. Pay some of that money for a vacation. Don't really know, but that's kind of the route we're headed here. So instead of having people scramble, pick up other jobs, do what they have to do to make it through, like the landlord's. Like the landlords over here who don't have that financial backing, they've just been kind of hanging out there to dry. You might argue that, yeah, there's some mortgage forbearance going on, but most non-owner occupied mortgages, they don't allow for that. That's not really a thing. And somehow these landlords have figured out how to pay for their mortgages, pay for their expenses. You're not hearing of tons of landlords giving up their properties, are you? They're not being foreclosed. They're just not. That would be headline of the day. If it bleeds, it leads. You're not hearing that, are you? How come? Because the landlords are Johnny hustling over here and making it happen. They're paying their bills like adults. When we've got other adults out campaigning instead of paying their bills. And that's not just me making stuff up. I am literally reading the news here, right? So... Andrew Grant Houston would be one of them who's trying to game the system quote from the property manager, but it's a quote in said Capitol Hill, Seattle block. That's what we got. That's kind of what we're doing. And I've, I talked about this in the last podcast. One of my readers slash viewers, she indicated it was a frustration that a lot of people have is that she recently started taking social security. And she's talking about a family member who's never paid into the system and has some addiction issues and is getting roughly the same amount of money on a monthly basement from, from the federal gov- government as she is a hardworking individual, retired at age 62, starts drawing down Social Security. Other person just basically made difficult decisions, is not sober, is addicted, it's got that whole thing going on. And I know there's people that are mentally same, same thing. They need help. They need to get some help. But the whole thing is, is responsible people aren't being, they're not being rewarded for being responsible people. Instead, irresponsible people are being rewarded. This guy's rent will get paid. Andrew Grant Houston's rent will probably get paid with federal money. That is taxpayers money. Your are my money that is funding this. That's where that money is coming from. It doesn't just come from the government. That's our money. And that's the struggle I have is I don't want to see a lot of people go homeless either. But there's enough people out there gaming the system. And when it comes out like this, mm, yeah, I can't really just look the other way and go, Oh, that's okay. It's all right. I know you've been out of work. Hey, you're self employed, go hustle another job. That's what you do. Go work wherever you need to go work two or three jobs. Do what it takes. That's kind of a, that's kind of an attitude of a gut bygone era, isn't it? It's like, oh, well, you know, work the system. We're all good with that. We're okay with that. Is that really somebody that you want for mayor? Maybe it is in Seattle. It kind of feels like that's where things are headed. And so when we talk about decisions being made on the city council, you know, This is where we are. This is where we are. It's a crazy world out there. So it'd be interesting to see how Andrew Grant's Houston, how his campaign goes. Certainly sounds like he's an amazing uh, fundraiser. Maybe that's something that he should go into more than uh, the whole architect gig. Don't really know. I don't know the circumstances of his background. And it's so easy to cherry pick here. But, um, you know, if you're not bringing in income, you got to hustle and you got to figure it out. It's kind of like if you are on the wrong end of a divorce and you've been mandated to pay heavy, heavy child support, and if you don't, you go to jail. You know what you do when you experience a massive loss in income due to the Great Recession and you own two real estate companies? You Johnny Hustle whatever you got to do to make those payments so you don't end up in jail. Pay those bills. Figure it out like an adult. That's kind of, that's kind of the way I see things and the way I view things. But then again, here in Seattle, it's more about what can I get? What kind of handout can I get? How can I gain the system? How can I game the system? What can I take? What can I take? And, and we all know, all right, that federal money that's out there. All right. That's just coming from the government, right? They printed it. It's our money. We're borrowing future money. And that's why we might have a little bit of inflation coming up here, because we've got these spending bills that are out of control. Every time you turn around, there's another $2 trillion package for this, for that. Oh, we're going to build this. We're going to do that. Tax and spend, right? It's kind of where we're at. All right. That's it for me. I have beaten this one to death. I will report back to you at some point in time how this candidate for mayor of Seattle does in the elections. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Klein Appraisal. We'll catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.